Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Hands up if this year didn't go as expected. I'm sure you can agree that this year has been tough for everyone in our industry. Between lockdowns, staying connected with your team, building morale, dealing with financial pressure, to vax, not to vax, this year has been far from perfect. Leading a team to victory and trying to be the best version of yourself when everything else is out of control certainly makes it feel almost impossible to stay motivated. How can you be the best leader and the backbone of your salon when all of your plans seem to have flown out the window. I know for me, trying to commit to a business plan and maintain healthy habits for me and run a family when feeling a little bit less than awesome, a bit blah, a bit meh, is certainly overwhelming. Despite all of this, it is possible to run a successful business and keep your staff happy and motivated. Here's the secret. Well, first, I want to introduce you to Tom White. Now, Tom is the owner of Same Same But Different, cool salon name, ultra successful salon in Melbourne, Australia. And today, Tom is going to share with you his secret to staying positive and how you can continue to work on yourself and support your team in super tough times. The start of his new salon has been, well, anything but easy, but if he can do it, so can you. So I know you're going to find this episode super inspiring. So in saying that, let's get started and let's meet Tom. Tom, thank you so much for joining me again on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Very pleased to have you here. Thank you for having me again. Thank you very much. Now, for those that don't know who you are, let's start with where are you in the world? Uh, What do you do? How did you get to be doing that? All right. So um, yes, as you said, my name is Tom White. Uh, I'm here in Melbourne in the most lockdown city in the world. What a a (laughs) title to have. we're in what lockdown seven, I think I can't remember. Um, I own a salon called it's new actually. It's called Same Same but Different. I was part of another group, but I've uh, left and started out on my own. Um, I've won Australian Men's Hairdress of the Year a couple of years ago. Final for it this year. Final for Educator of the Year. Um, but my my life's been turned on its head like everyone else's <laughs> during this pandemic. So a lot of my values and purposes and missions have changed. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll I'll get to share that with you today. I look forward to it. Well, let's do this. Um, let's start with making the decision to break away and start a new venture. Hmm. Okay, so um, it's it's something that's been brewing in my mind for a long time. As uh, I feel like I've got a purpose and a mission, and it's not really it's not deviated too much, but it's become a lot clearer since COVID hit. And I know we were we had a, a chat eight weeks into the pandemic when we first did this uh, the first podcast and it, it resonated this idea with it resonated so hard and deeper and it became like a burning passion and fire within me like I had to do it like it wasn't like I'd love to do it like I had no choice it was giving me sleepless nights it was making me feel anxious and I was like I have to do it so I made the decision to leave 
the company I was with and um, break out and go on my own. Um, so I started a new company called Same Same But Different. Now everyone goes, is that actually the name? Yes, it is actually the name. I called the salon <laughs> Same Same But Different. Um, because what we're doing is Same Same, we're a hair salon, but the way we're going about it is different. The philosophy that we have, when I first started hairdressing, the, I worked in a, a very small independent uh, salon in a place called Utoxista in the UK. Now, Utoxista is tiny. Um, it's probably the same size as South Yarra, like it's small. But that salon was the pillar of the community. Anything that good happened in that area usually ran through the salon somehow. And I had this idea where that's disappeared. Like a salon is, isn't necessarily the pillar of all good that's in a community anymore. It's become more about how you look, um, like how many Instagram followers you got, which don't get me wrong, is all important to running a successful business. But I wanted that feeling back of, geez, we're doing some fucking good work here. Like not just here, but in the community, we're building people and other local businesses. And we're, so this is what I've, this is what we've started to do. I mean, it's been a bit disjointed since we've had like 38 lockdowns, but <laughs> it's, it, it's going. So um, I, I, built, I built a company based on making people not just feel better and look better, but actually better. Um, and whether that's staff, guests and local businesses that I'm partnering with joint ventures, which is something that's really started to blow my mind, joint ventures at the minute. I think that's huge, huge market for hairdressers that we've just neglected for so long. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's it, it's been an incredible what well, when did I start it? May the first was officially the first day of same time but different. And I haven't been in the salon for eight weeks of it like. I was but, gonna say, have you been open yeah. as much as you've been closed? Yeah, I do you know what I reckon it's actually 50-50 now. I reckon I've been closed just as long as I've been open officially as a company. Um but uh yeah, it's it was a big risk because obviously COVID and when you're buying a business partner out, money exchanges hands and it wasn't a small fee either. And but it's the best thing I've ever done. Like I already know so deep in my heart that this is going to be the best thing I've ever done. So let's talk about the different because we know I 100% agree. Do you know um, we're all salons and we all do hair. So let's focus on the different. What was the driving different? Um, give us a couple of examples of how that play of community really manifests itself. Well, I, th I think it comes down to the team that I have, I'm very fortunate. And I think we'll, we'll probably go into this more later down the track, but I've become really obsessed with um, neuroscience, neurochemistry in particular, and how certain things impact your brain and help you connect your heart and your brain together. And when I was building this company, the one thing I've always heard, um, I've been in business for three and a half years, so I'm still a pup. But one thing I've always heard is that can't get staff, they always leave. They're not very loyal. People are poaching. This, that, and the other. And I was like, well, how can a company safeguard itself from that? And it, me, me, essentially being in control of all the chess pieces. And it, it come down to kind of intrinsic and extrinsic motivators and making sure that my passions were inviting people in. Um, as easy as saying... My, my purpose has to be a reflection of 
where I, where I want to go in the mission and to get people on board with that and to create something that's much bigger than any one of us individually. Um, I've, I've changed the way we, we structure the, the hours through the week. So we only work four days a week anyway, we always have done, but now I'm only open four days. So I only open Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So everyone gets a, a long weekend off every weekend. And I'm telling you now, <laughs> um, everything I've done with the salon, whether it's community, whether it's the diversity, the creativity or the honesty, they are four brand pillars that we live and breathe by. Um, the one thing that's pleased everyone, including guests the most, is me giving them long weekends. <laughs> yeah. Like all of our clients were like, that's the best thing ever that you, you care that much to go, everyone deserves a long weekend off. Um, so that's kind of one of the things. But we, we all, I sat everyone down and we, when I built the, the framework of the company, we sat down and I did a presentation for all the crew. And the one thing I've always wanted, and it always kind of pissed me off when I was, when I was an employee, was that no one ever asked for my opinion, ever. Whether it was right or wrong, my opinion, my opinion needed to be heard. And it used to be a massive gripe on me. So I said, to, to finish the actual framework of the company and to, to build all those kind of small little pieces that make the big pieces work, you need to have your staff's input. So I did a presentation of what the company was going to be about. I came up with the four brand pillars because they're the, the four things that mean the most to me. And then I basically put it out there and said, what do they mean to you? Like, how do they resonate with you? What part of diversity do you connect with? What part of community do you connect with, connect with creativity and honesty? And I tell you, the, the amount of incredible content I got out of that to finish, if not restructure some of the company was incredible. Um, so now I, I, I believe that when we all go to work and we're all in the salon, it's not my salon. It's not my business. It's ours. And that's what I've always wanted to create. I've wanted everyone to feel like that proud of where they are because they helped build it and continue to build it. Um, it it's been, it's, it, it makes me really emotional. It really actually gets me because it's something that I've always wanted to create and I've thought it would take me a lot longer to build something that people buy into. Um, but it, it's been incredible. It's been absolutely incredible. And the community have really jumped on board as well. Like we, We're very much into equality, diversity, uh, sustainability, and we do not sit on the fence. We shout and scream about it. Um, we've, we've, <laughs> we've barred people from the salon drive certain opinions or certain things have said because it doesn't align with us. We want to actually do people's hair that understand what we're trying to do. We're not just a salon where we'll just take anyone's money. We want to take your money based on the fact that you buy into what we're doing and you're going to help us spread the word as much as possible. So I think that's, that's probably the, the, the biggest difference. I love that. Can you just recap your four pillars? Um, uh, honesty and creativity, funnily enough, were two of the five that I had in my own salon. So I heard those. Um, diversity was the other one. And what was the, the fourth? Community. Community, of yeah. course. Yeah. The whole point of the four brand pillars, it's, each one of us have their own definition for what they actually mean, which I think is the beauty of having brand pillars rather than a mission statement. And I, I've never been a fan of mission statements because you need to change them every six months because <laughs> your mission will change. You might have a, you might have an end goal, but you can't put that in a mission statement because we'd all be turning around going, want to earn money, want to create some careers, <laughs> want to live happily. You can't put that in a mission statement. So I think 
brand pillars always work better because then it's down to perception and they can resonate with people differently, but it still resonates. And I think that's the key, especially with what we're going through right now. It's connection. You need to feel connected to something bigger than yourself. Um, so yeah, I think brand pillars is the way forward for sure. I love it. And I totally agree. Um, about the connection and being connected to something bigger than yourself, not just the community for mm. that, but for your team members. It's not enough to get paid well. It's not enough to have training. It's not enough to have Friday night drinks um, or Saturday night drinks or a couple of booze ups throughout the year. It's not enough. People want more. And uh, would you agree that that, I think, has been accelerated and uh, more focused upon because of this pandemic? I think we were slowly... Uh, working uh, towards that, but the but the pandemic's just slammed us into that wall hard and fast. Would you agree? Absolutely, but I, I think I'm kind of living proof of that because I was very comfortable where I was pre-COVID. Like business was going really well, two good business partners, everything was ticking along just fine. COVID happened and completely shifted me to shit hold on you've got an idea here why are you not doing this <laughs> so mm. and, and i needed that connection as well do you know what i mean i i didn't feel connected to what i was doing before now i'm not just connected like i live breathe it's in my heart um so yeah I, i'm 100 with you there absolutely yeah yeah and i think we have to if we haven't already like yourself if we haven't faced up to it we need to because the people around us are having that same uh, that same experience. Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team, you love your team, but you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins. The team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. Let's just talk a little bit about lockdown. Let's talk about the impact on you because you're in eight weeks now uh, and also on your team. So take me a little bit of, through the last eight weeks for you and how you've connected and how the team have coped. Yeah, this, this has been this has been the, the hardest one. Um, like I've said to you before, I've always been very resilient. Like I was built on grit. <clears throat> I can get punched in the face metaphorically <laughs> and keep getting back up off the canvas and dusting myself off. And I think that's quite what that's what's always kind of stood me in good stead. Um, but yeah, this one I haven't spoke to anyone in Victoria um, who hasn't copped it a bit during this last lockdown um I, I think we all thought once we did the big one last year we were none of us were under any illusions that we were going to have these snap lockdowns two weeks five days three days we all knew we were going to have those right 
But I don't think anyone could really fathom the idea of going back into a three-month lockdown, which, I mean, this one's going to be three, just over three months by the time, by the time we get out and start actually mm-hmm. doing air again. Um, so, yeah, this one's been tough. Uh, financially, emotionally, physically as well, because, I mean, this is the first one where I haven't done any body, any physical workout, because I couldn't be asked. It really got to me. It really was the one where I didn't see a clear path from A to Z this time. Um, I had to, I've had to take 10 days off work and just really focus on making myself happy and just relaxing and watching shit films on Netflix, which I never do, just to fill me up a little bit because I was so... wasn't exhausted from the work. I was trying to find the work and it, I was producing stuff that was just pure crap. Like, I don't know if you can see, on this back wall here, this was loaded full of sticky paper, like sticky notes, a3 sheets there's only two left and what was 30 on there and once i cleared my head and i went back through what was going what was writing down i realized it was just a crock of shit it was just terrible and um, so yeah this one's got to me the team I'm, I'm so fortunate that i've got a team that really care for one another like genuinely not just there for each other i mean genuinely care and that they've been interacting between themselves all the time i haven't had to check in so much and be like on their case about how they're doing, whether they're staying accountable to their promises to themselves. That I know they're doing it, and like, and I know that because when I talk to some of them, they're like, "Oh yeah, I spoke to this person, that person, this person today," and it's such a good place to be in that. Once again, they're still, they've still struggled. They really have. Um, I mean, I think because we've built such a meaningful company so far. It's not just the the fact that we're not doing hair; it's been taken away. It, it's that bit that fills your heart up every day when you realise that you're another step closer to getting people to realise what you're trying to build. I think we're all missing that kind of thing at the minute. Um, you're not alone this time round. Do you know last year it was very much must keep on top of it and that feeling that you just talked about of like keep going, keep going, uh, and keep pushing through and keep driving. And um, this time round, because uh, we've just come out of a three week lockdown nothing quite like eight weeks um a lot of people have chosen to just chill netflix and chill because um it we one we know that eventually you come out two it's like pushing shit uphill you know trying to force something that actually doesn't need to be forced um and to a certain degree part of me is like uh we're likely to have one or two more lockdowns but it's not going to be intensely like this anymore because at some point the world needs to eventually get back to some we need to learn to live with it or who knows what what will become of it but it's like just be present in the moment exactly and you know what i I put a post up on linkedin about well probably four or five weeks ago and it said can't remember exactly word for word but essentially it was think of this time as the best time to work on yourself because you're never going to get a chance especially as a business owner to actually have a bloody good, long, long, hard look at your salon, your business, your finances, your expenditures, everything like that, and see chinks in it this clearly. Yeah. Because you've got nothing else to concentrate on. Do you know what I mean? You're not trying to wear your 16 different hats because there's only four hats yeah. to wear at the minute. <laughs> yeah, or three. So, <laughs> or three, yeah. So it, it becomes quite, it, everything becomes a little bit clearer that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've tried to see it as a blessing as much as possible. But yeah, I did have a few dark days in, in the middle there, for sure. Well, I think uh, I've just, as I mentioned to you before, I've been talking with some friends uh, in your location who have been locked down so many times in these last two years. 
um, and the impact that it's having on your sort of immediate community and specifically the young generation yeah. like it's actually yeah. starting to get a little bit dire and sad um young gen uh what are we now gen z gen z um suicide rates are going up and all these crazy things what's your take on on the kind of the, the young generation that aren't as resilient and as gritty yet is grit something that we're born with or do we learn it i'm not sure so funny you say that this is what I've been reading. Now, for people who don't watch it, it's called The Art of Impossible by Stephen Kotler. This guy used to be a, um, a sports writer, um, and he used to follow all these BMXs back in like the early 90s before it went big. And he was like, these guys break arms, break legs, break everything, and get right back up and get back on the saddle. And he goes, how the hell can you do that and not be scared? So I've been reading that, and one of the biggest components to The Art of Impossible is grit and resilience. Neurologically speaking, you can teach it and you can be born with it, right? Neurologically speaking. I'm much more the fact that it's, it's something you learn because you need certain things to happen in your life. You need to face some disparity and some real shitty situations for you to understand that it doesn't kill you. I think that's kind of one of the things that kind of builds you. But in saying that... I'm 34 now. When I was 16, 17, 18, I made loads of bad decisions like we all did, like really bad decisions and got myself into a whole heap of trouble. Um, but it, it built up this resilience within me to know that it's never the end game. Like it's never over. Even when you're on your knees, you're never done and dusted. But there were always small little things one after the other. It wasn't one giant thing like this pandemic is. Uh, I feel really sorry for the kids. I really do. I think anyone under the age of 24, 25 hasn't really been around long enough to build that resilience in the adult world to take this, not necessarily on the chin, but to take it for what it is and to understand it is the way it is because it is. It's a really hard concept for people to get their heads around. If you're below the age of 24 and you haven't had that experience, <clears throat> this is one giant pretty much lifetime's worth of disparity slapped in your face for 18 months. They're the most influential years of your life between the age of 16 and 24. It's kind of when you really decide or work out who you are, what you stand for, what your morals are, what your values are. Are you a family person? Are you a career goal getter? Are you someone who just loves on people? These are the things that you understand through travel, mistakes, nights out, stupid one night stands, all that shit that we had the pleasure of doing they've kind of not really had that. Um, I, I'm, I'm very concerned with the lack of empathy, I believe, and this is just my personal opinion, I believe there's a massive lack of empathy towards younger people in today's world. It's going to be an interesting ride as this generation come into our salons, and I think we have to be super mindful of not complaining and expecting them to be how we were but actually working out how they are and what, what makes them tick and inspiring them towards a something, like let's lead our people towards something rather than just like, hang on a minute, you're not good enough, you're too late or whatever the things are. And I think um, we've got some work to do. You've hit the nail on the head. I think <clears throat> the one thing that obviously, I think at the minute we all need to look at our teams and go, we're pretty much building teams from scratch again. No matter how big or small you are as a salon, you're pretty much got to grow and build your team from scratch again. And I think it comes down to culture and leadership. 
It's one of the biggest, if not the most important thing you need to do. We That's what the world needs to do for the kids now. It's culture and leadership and showing them the difference between intrinsic and extrinsic motivators. <clears throat> How can you believe in something so inherently that it becomes your passion, your mission and your purpose? Because um, that's usually what you learn in those earlier years. You learn what mistakes are and how that hurts you and makes you feel and then achievements that make you feel glee and joy and happy they've missed out on that yeah and i mean ultimately in this industry we typically employ young people and so i think it's wrong for us to expect them to come as this perfect finished person and come and be the the model employee so if we're going to take on the responsibility of employing young people then we have to take a leadership role and we have to guide them and show them this is this is the promised land. This is how you become a good human. This is how you have a successful career. And, and we don't do enough career pathing. I think if anyone, if, if anyone who whoever says this stuff, and no, I'm gonna call it shit because it's shit. If anyone who <laughs> says this shit can honestly look back and say, Oh, when I was 19 and I started in this industry, I was perfect. They've either got proper screws loose in their head or their head was so far up their own arse they couldn't understand what they were. Because it does not happen. No one becomes a finished article at 19. Shit, no one even becomes an article at 19. Like, it's all about... And it's about the career path and creating blueprints for these younger people to come through and and pick, pick and align themselves with a path or multiple paths. And we have to lead them properly and show them the trials the tribulations the ups the downs the financial pressure the financial glee all of it and we we don't do that as an industry we do not do that i've i've said it hundreds of times before and people never like it i'm gonna keep saying it the leaders at the top of this game like the older bunch don't do shit for the kids they don't they never have done they never will do they might preach it on an instagram video but what are they actually doing nothing and it drives me batshit crazy um, I think you've got more people in their 30s and 40s that do more for the industry than people with all the wealth experience in their 50s and 60s mic drop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright um, I think uh, let's kind of wrap that up and summarise that because there were some good things going on here um, uh, creating some leadership and pathway for people not expecting them to come with uh with their bag full absolutely when when it comes to hiring people um i can only hire on personality because you can actually teach the hairdressing side of things right Uh, and i think people forget about that Uh, the only reason why salons will have a high turnover of staff is because they don't actually know what their own mission is they're not hiring the right people to buy in to the mission that they've created. That's the only reason why people get fired is because they hired badly. It's no one else's fault but the person who hired that person. The leadership side of things, it's going to be... Honestly, I don't know how anyone can predict what's going to happen over the next year because the last 18 months has been so bloody scarily weird. <clears throat> um, so I, I, I don't understand how anyone's going to be able to predict that. But true leadership, it's... That's the easiest way of putting this. Leadership isn't something that you become. You don't become a leader. It's an actual behavior. And 
I think it's becoming to the forefront of a lot of things now where you can see true leaders in fields coming to the, the, the top now because it's a behaviour that they live by. It's not just something that they say or do part-time. Everything in their life is structured to be a leader and that's what we're going to need from now on. Well said. All right, let's um, go back to the book that you suggested. I want to just touch on that again. Can you remind us uh, what is the book uh, who is the author? Why should we read it? So it's called The Art of Impossible, and it's by Stephen Kotler. Um, the reason why I got it is I want to understand how I can be, and it, it's, a, it's a word or it's a group of words that gets used so often with zero meaning behind it. I want to be the best version of myself. Now, when people say this, 99.9% .9 of the time, I look at them and I, do, I see zero belief in their eye because it's become a buzzword. I just want to be the best version of myself. Bullshit. The difference between being the best version of yourself and actually saying it is gigantic. This book is the least sexiest book I've ever read with self-help. The least sexiest. There's no magical manifestations and shit like that. It's literally cold, hard scientific facts on how you can get the best out of yourself. And do you know what it comes down to more than anything? Habit and being a slave to repetition. All of this stuff that I do now is essentially come from this book. Um, a few things I knew, but a few things have just blown my mind of the stupid crap that I was doing before, which was so easy to change. So yeah, I, I, I'll make sure uh, that we uh, put a link to that book in the show notes of this podcast. Uh, I think a little bit of CEO discipline goes a long way. Uh, and I think that word grit and discipline are not present enough in our lives to go along with all of the ideas and the creativity that creative entrepreneurs have. So I think finding the balance uh, is definitely the sweet spot. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. It's been such a pleasure talking about uh, so many things from leadership to lockdown, grit and resilience, and all the crazy things in between. Um, Tom, thank you so much for your time. I know people are going to want to stalk you. Uh, what's your dub dub and your socials uh, so we can check you out? Uh, so uh, salon social is at same same but different dot salon mine is at tom white underscore hair amazing i really appreciate your time and uh, we shall check in with you again in another couple of years yeah pleasure thank you very much and that's a wrap thanks tom for sharing all of your experience and opening your salon in the middle of a pandemic during these crazy times, it is super important to stay connected and chat with those around you, to be inspired and motivated and who motivate you to want to do better. All salon owners are bound to be feeling this kind of exact same way. So let's lean on each other. I would love to know what is your biggest takeaway from this week's episode. Let me know in the Profitable and Successful Salon Owners Facebook group. Uh, I'll leave the link in the show notes of this episode so you can find it, come and join us. Otherwise, ciao for now. See you again next week. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. 
but make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.